0: Hi, this is Ken Fagel. I play Cade in Nightmare on Elm Street, Part 3 and 4 on the Great Horror Squad Podcast. Hello, welcome back to the Horror Squad Podcast. This is episode number 252. Tonight, we're talking about 1991's Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. I'm one of your co-host Todd. We have Steve. Joe, unfortunately, is out tonight, so we miss him. Steve, what's going on? Uh,
1: Well, potentially a lot because... So we're actually recording this a week early um, because I'm going to California for the first time in my life, and I'm really looking forward to it. I'm actually going to meet some listeners um, and take in some you know California stuff. I'm going like for relaxing this time, not any special events or stuff like that so i'm super excited so that's why we're recording early so it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode than usual but don't worry next episode we're going back to our kind of full format there but uh yeah i'm psyched you know i'm only uh it's only three days away from the time we're recording till i fly to california i am not ready whatsoever i have zero things packed so it's just one of those things i'll go there and enjoy myself and uh Send some, some of our listeners a little bit of a Canadian treat pack, like I gave you. Oh my God, I'm and, still eating it. So good. I, and actually, I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. And I was curious. Oh, uh, you know, so I gave Todd just a little, a few like Canadian chocolate bars and chip bags and stuff like that, just to yep. kind of uh, give him a taste of what Canadian treats are like. And I'm curious which ones were your favorites, which one you didn't like, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to get the chip brand wrong again.
0: It's Ruffles All Seasons all dressed <laughs> all right, ruffles all dressed is it was fucking legit it's got like every little seasoning on it and i absolutely loved it so that would be my favorite item least fire at uh, least favorite would be lay's ketchup and my kids were like all right before you eat this think about what ketchup tastes like i'm like all right and they're like eat this chip i'm like it tastes like ketchup so like there's nothing abs- nothing wrong with it i just i'm not like a huge ketchup person as far as chocolate went, I really like the coffee crisp. Those are really good. Uh, the air arrow, I think chocolates, yep. they're, they're really airy. Um, those are really good. The Kit Kats taste differently than the American one. I think it might just be like, cause <laughs> Joe said it, it did. And now I'm like, yeah, it tastes differently. The maple cookies were, everything was good, man. Like even the ketchup chips I would eat, I just wouldn't prefer them. So yeah, I was super down with that. Thank you.
1: Yeah, no problem. Yeah. It's uh. I, I still gotta go and try like Canadian uh, American ones because I hear that about Kit Kat as well. It's a different chocolate to like wafer ratio apparently, and they're better nice. in Canada. But I've never tried it an is. American Kit Kat so. I oh, really the
0: Smarties I wasn't a huge fan of. Mm,
1: yeah, it's kind of a chalky M and M. Yeah, if they were I, I,
0: remember, I remember you saying it was like M and so I'm like, this is definitely not M and M's,
1: because yeah, way different. Yeah, it's probably the closest thing to it. It's like kind of candied uh, chocolate, but. Yeah, it's I don't love them either. Um, I prefer M and M's like by far, but it's it's something unique to us. Uh, I know you guys, you know, your smarties are our rockets, so it's a totally different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's uh, cool. I'm glad you liked it. I also threw in some like sh- shit chocolate in there just to give you like a taste of our Toonie and our looney. It's uh, the ones that are shaped like coins. Oh yeah, our, have... our our one dollar and our two dollar uh, coins.
0: I still have that giant one. That <laughs> the, the two dollars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's cool.
1: Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, so I'm gonna give some of that stuff to some of our listeners uh, in California and hopefully they like it as well. Uh, so what are you up to these days, Todd?
0: Uh, let's see, we just recorded the other episode yesterday, so not a lot has gone on since then. Um, this weekend, final football game for my son. His other one got delayed a couple weeks because of rain. Thankfully, in Texas, it rained and I'm like loving it, but other than that, not a lot, you know, just uh, playing a couple of video games that came out uh resident evil 4 for the horror fans coming out soon the remake that's awesome i think that's in march i believe
1: um but yeah nothing crazy yeah as video game fans we are gonna have some fucking killer releases coming up uh we're very very lucky with the upcoming releases we have callisto protocol which kind of a dead space thing we have the dead space remake which is uh, coming out soon as well you're at resident evil 4 um and there's a bunch of other stuff that i can't remember offhand i know there's one in space coming up uh Mm -hmm. it's it's good it's a good time to be a horror fan
0: what's that one blight um that pre-alpha footage looks really good we were night fighting zombies that was pretty sweet Mm -hmm. Uh, movies wise pearl comes out on blu-ray in i think about a little over a week so i'm gonna grab that one and then we'll review that on the pod
1: but um
0: yeah there's a lot of good stuff on the horizon so I'm, i'm psyched
1: yeah, that's going to be a first, last actually, us, I think. Yeah, last, it's actually anyway. in my news. I'm going to no. talk about uh, that. And yeah, it's um, I think Pearl might be a first on our podcast where we review two films from the same series that are like brand new from the year. Because it's pretty rare that they release two films from a series in the same year. So it's going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, and I'm wondering, too, if they'll both be on our top tens. Because reviews for Pearl have been good. And then X, obviously, we all liked. So yeah, that'd be interesting.
1: Yeah, that X is still on my top tens. And yeah, me too. At, the, at this point, I, I really don't think yeah it's gonna get knocked down uh, out of my list.
0: But the is? only one I'm like maybe thinking I'm gonna really like is is that one with um, uh, what's it called? The Santa one
1: with uh. Hopper oh yeah, Stranger Things. The Silent Night or, Sina, uh, Deadly, or Deadly Night, Night. Vicious, Yeah, something like that. So. Yeah,
0: that yeah. looks like it could be like a fun sleeper slasher. So. Mm-hmm. um yeah i'm looking forward to that i think that was in i think mid-december maybe early december but check that out
1: yeah it's you know we're getting down to the wire so there aren't a ton of movies out Mm -hmm. there that can kind of knock off and you know i know there was pray for the devil i was really excited about but by all accounts it's not good it's getting shit on (laughs) yeah so that's uh, that's very disappointing because i was really looking forward to that Uh, there's also that chef one it might just be called the chef uh Um, that looks pretty crazy yeah with onion taylor joy or the the menu or something i think it's the menu I think yeah, that might be the cool. menu. That looks good. So that could be a contender as well. Pearl a smile apparently is pretty good. Mm. So we'll see. So there are definitely some contenders left, but you know, I think at this point our top ten is getting, yeah, completed and stuff. But yeah, it's a it's a good year. I got to say, I I think this year is already better than last year. So I'd have to compare off the top of my head. I would I would probably say no. No, really?
0: Yeah, yeah because you know I had the vicious fun it was really cool. um when the guy gets out of prison and goes to like finland or something
1: it's pretty cool oh, yeah yeah right i forget what it's called but yeah vicious fun i think no vicious fun is the one now uh, did the, i just talk about that one? yeah <laughs> yeah it's oh. so <laughs> odd with the uh like a meeting for several oh kids. yeah
0: yeah. <laughs> okay i don't wonder what that one is called then but um i think i'm gonna have a lot of fun on my worst slash disappointment <laughs> top Bottom five of the year because there's some like stinkers on there this time, especially like with Halloween being decisive and mm. that shark movie <laughs> fucking terrible. Uh, Annie and her rap taxi driving thing. Christ, yeah. What was that
1: called? Uh, Dash cam? Dash cam. God, that's freaking awful. Yeah, it's going to be a fun list for sure. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to this year's list. I think uh, it's funny. So last year I did a thing where I watched 100 2022 movies. That's crazy. and crazy. I, I remember really like pushing myself near the end of the year to hit that goal. And I said at the end that there was no way I was doing it again. You know, that was kind of a one year thing. Uh, I'm almost there already. And I didn't push myself this year. There's just so much good stuff that has come out this year. And I'm, I am was, I, I was comparing the list before. And I have a lot more that's like a six and above than I did last year. Like I, last year, I had a lot of one to fours, you know, so... Yeah, I, th- I think this year has been like a good middle round. There-, there isn't a movie that I can say this is for sure my my number one. You know, uh, that's the one thing I'm missing this year. Mm-hmm. I don't have like one title that I can point to and say there's no fucking way anything's going to beat this. You know, they're all like really good films, but not like great films. So,
0: yeah, no, I agree. There wasn't something there's nothing like, yeah, like you said, There's oh, this is it. Nothing can dethrone it, <laughs> right. so, which is a bummer. But
1: you know it is what it is. No, oh, exactly. Um, all right. So since we have a bit of a shorter episode, we're just going to do two segments before we get to our review. Uh, Joe usually does this, so bear with me. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of news and uh, just a few stories that I looked over uh, on Twitter mostly and uh, wanted to talk about. The first one actually came to me as a surprise, and I'm uh, a happy surprise for me, and that's Terrifier Two is being uh, sent in for Academy Award um, contention. So the way it works for the Academy Awards is you have to actually send your movie in to get essentially, you know, tested so it could maybe be uh, selected as a a nomination, and that's the way you do it. They don't just, like, pick them out of nowhere. You actually have to, like, apply for it. So the people who made *Terrifier 2* decided, fuck it, let's... uh, Let's send Terrifier 2 for contention and see what happens. Now, I think there's no fucking way in hell that this movie is going to get nominated for anything. If, like, the slightest, like, 0.1% chance that something does, I think it would be for makeup. Because, I mean, Damien Leone does an incredible job in that movie. But I am just thrilled that they did this because all those uptight Academy Award, uh, like, you know, jury selection people, now have to watch Terrifier two, and uh, kind of see what's going on. So that that makes me happy. Uh, what do you think of this? That's
0: for it's pretty funny. I can imagine like a bunch of pressy people in suits, like drinking Ramosas and watching this movie. <laughs> but I think it's more for like shits and giggles. Them submitting it, I, I I bet you there's gonna be like a blurb on like a poster or something. Academy Award considered film, right? Or submit it or something cute like that. So it's, I think it's hilarious personally because I, there's no chance in hell this is getting anything, um, unless they had like you know a new, didn't they add like best uh, like stunts now into the Academy Awards or something like that?
1: Uh, something like that. But Pretty I don't, sure. I don't know if stunts would do it. I, I, I say makeup is really the closest thing that they could get, like visual effects. Yeah. Uh, but I, there's no way it's going to be something like I don't know. Uh, yeah, they... or like some kind of period piece or whatever you need to contend with yeah I think it's fun though I th- They should do this for part 3 as well yeah I, I totally agree and you're right they're totally going to play with this and just put you know Academy Award winner contender like a little uh... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I love when movies do that I remember I know it's not horror but uh, when the Family Guy movie came out one of the blurbs on it was uh, you know it's like quotes that people put in and right. says this is the greatest movie ever made, and the quote was from Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> yeah, it's just like things like that always make me laugh. So
0: that reminds me kind of when Kevin Smith went to his own Dogma um, protest, right? Yeah. and the, <laughs> the, the the newscasters interviewed him, and they're like, "Yeah, this movie's uh, you know blasphemy," and it's like <laughs> this, they're so oblivious. Was, that was hilarious.
1: Yeah, I, I love when people do stuff like that. Uh, Alright, a lot of happenings in The Conjuring universe these days. Uh, we talked about recently that The Nun 2 has started production, uh, with uh, most people returning, Tessa Farmiga and Bonnie Aarons as uh, the titular character. Uh, there was also an announcement recently, and I don't remember if Joe talked about it, so I'm repeating it, that The Conjuring 4 has been greenlit and that should be coming uh, at some point in the next two years. We don't know any details as to what the contrary 4 is actually going to be about, but there are rumors it might be their first case, uh, like investigating, like you know, horror and everything like that, and ghosts and stuff like that. So going back kind of to the to the basics. I'm, I'm I'm all for it, and you know I understand
0: people's dislike for the the warrens and stuff. But i don't understand the hate for like i'm not watching those movies because they're full of shit like well i mean at the end of the day it's still just a horror movie so like whatever um but i just saw today too that the um crooked man got canceled that's not going forward anymore
1: yeah yeah exactly that's the last uh, part of the country universe updates is that james wan has confirmed that the crooked man spinoff is no longer happening that's good that was weak weakest part in part two who who asked for that anyway like there's that's like the worst part like you said the worst yeah. fucking thing they did part two and he gets the fucking uh yeah and they announced that before the nun so i was like really, really? That's, that's crazy Which,
0: and the nun, man like had i know we talked about it but it had like fantastic set pieces the setup was freaking cool like the church and whatever and like god does not enter here whatever the hell the sign said all that stuff was great just like the subject and like the story was shitty so like if they can correct that and keep what they did well and get the french canadian out of here no one likes him um i think they can write the shit with the nun because she's 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 terrifying legit so
1: yeah i i couldn't agree more I, i think uh she's great and like you said it is a well shot movie and it's creepy and all that stuff but yeah the story was just no good And I I agree. I mean, as a French-Canadian, or (laughs) half-French-Canadian, I don't want to see that guy (laughs) reprise his role. That's for damn sure. Uh, This one is actually, I think, going to make you happy, and it will for me as well. Uh, Danny Boyle has teased that there's renewed interest in making 28 Months Later, so the final film in the 28 Days Later franchise. So is that something you'd like to see? Absolutely, man. 28 Days
0: Later... I, I have fond memory, core, like core growing up memories of 28 Days Later, VHS Tate, watching that amazing film. I mean, Killing Murphy, Cillian Murphy, I would pronounce the first name, is amazing in that movie. The whole cast is fucking great. Then part two comes along and you have a new twist on it with Americans coming over and, you know, start restarting Great Britain and stuff. A fucking cool ass movie, man. Actually, um, oh, that's a young, oh, what's his name?
1: He, pl- he plays Hawkeye, he's in there. Um, oh yeah uh, well, i was gonna say cliff barton but that's hawkeye's name that's his name He's a <laughs> J- jeremy renner <laughs>
0: jeremy renner yeah uh, an earlier jeremy renner which actually led to, like partly maybe want to be a soldier of all things because i'm like this guy's fucking cool and he like sacrifices himself and gets burned for the kids and stuff i'm about it 28 months later they've been teasing it since 28 uh, 28 weeks later it came out so great writer alex garland Danny boy obviously a great director like
1: please for the love of god let's do it I I agree. I think it'd be really cool. It'd be a nice like cap to that series. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's not getting any younger, so let's get it done before he retires from filmmaking or whatever the case may be. So we'll hopefully get more news about that at some point. And the final story that I have is something that uh, Todd talked about a little bit before, and that is HBO has officially announced that the last of us, uh, TV series will hit HBO max on January 15th, 2023. So The Last of Us, of course, uh, is a story of uh, a man and a l- little girl who go through the apocalypse together. Um, they're brought together through circumstance and um, just go through the motions and everything like that. It's based off a video game that's uh, from, that you can play on Sony PlayStation. And both of us, Todd and I, are huge fans of this franchise. And uh, are you excited about the show, Todd?
0: I'm um, optimistic. Yeah. Um... Because I love the casting for Joel. Uh, Pedro Pascar, right? That's his name. He's I mean, he's a hot commodity right now. You know, started Game of Thrones, now he's in, you know his Star Wars spinoff, things like that. So I like that casting. I think Gerald Butler would have been the better one, but he's a little bit too old for the role now. Maybe an older Joel, but I mean, whatever, here nor there. But Bella Ramsey, I'm a little bit worried about because I I understand the like of her from Game of Thrones, but I didn't think she was that well acted and this is like a very like she played that character like a hard hardcore little nine year old girl right this is a little different ellie's a little bit different right she's got that edge to her but she's also naive and everything so um hope i mean obviously people at hbo know what they're doing they make great content that's just my only hang up is that casting there's some other actresses that i thought would have been better role uh, better fit for it but that being said the video game Last of Us Part 1 is my favorite narrative video game of all time, easily. And if they even capture half of that on screen, it's going to be fucking dope. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I I say I'm like optimistic, but I'm I'm excited, it's just I'm trying not to get my hopes up.
1: I just don't know if they can capture the feeling of the video game uh, on film because like if you re- if you like step back from it and just watch it as opposed to playing it. It's really just another apocalypse story, right? Um, and I'm afraid that, play, like the the kind of energy you get while playing it is just not going to come through on screen. So I am also cautiously optimistic. Um, I I agree with you with uh, you know the Ellie character. I mean I don't know why, but the girl from Psycho Gorman wasn't available. Like, come on, guys. Uh. <laughs> if you want to make right. sure steve doesn't watch it All right um and watch i, out I for fucking clickers right uh, and i love pa- pedro pascal but i i just didn't see him as joel for some reason yeah. uh so i don't know but again you know I, I could be proven wrong and i will definitely watch it it's a uh, it's a great franchise so we'll see yeah. what they do with it
0: and you know like yeah you're absolutely correct at the core of it it's literally it's really just a zombie a zombie show or a zombie game you know different kind of zombies whatever but it's that's what it is but i think to capture that they need to have the chemistry between joel and ellie because that's literally the whole game is you guys talking and you're growing to love both of them and then when things happen to both of them or side characters or whatever then you're like emotionally invested so they have to capture that it's going to be difficult um and it looks like they're not going beat for beat from the game script doing their own thing so shoot i mean i guess we'll see
1: yeah, it's just, you, you know, as, as well as I do, video games adaptations are Ugh, just, they're is. so rarely good, right? It's like such an, it's so rare that they do it well. Like, I, I could barely think of things that I'm like, okay, that was an amazing adaptation of that video game. There isn't a lot, you know? Um I think of nothing jumps out at me right now. Uh, yeah. No, that's a book.
0: Um,
1: like, like Silent Hill is decent. Not great. Yeah, Silent Hill is good. But it's decent. Uh, you know, like there's a non-horror stuff like Mortal Kombat, which I liked, but mm. you know, I don't know. It's uh, I, I guess we'll have to see. Like the res, the recent Resident Evils were not that great, no. and it's, I mean, it is what it is. We'll give it a shot, and hopefully, someone sure. can crack that code at some point, right? So, uh, and that's all that I had for news. And uh, now we're gonna go into our little Deadly Grounds coffee ad and come back with some what watched.
0: drink your coffee kids but not if you're too little to drink coffee because it can start your growth which i don't even know if it's true or not if that's just one of the things our parents told us just like sitting close to a tv will blind you
1: right so oh, <laughs> there's other things that apparently could blind you and i can guarantee you that uh, I, uh, <laughs> was proven wrong by a lot of uh, a lot of guys out there
0: yeah it, it's funny too like you'll see um like a news article will eating lettuce give you cancer i'm like what the f-?
1: Like, yeah, right
0: what? damn it <laughs> Yeah. We're... Uh, <laughs> all right. So my first one is a 1979 piece called Prophecy. Uh this one is an environmental horror where this uh doctor, he works in like underdeveloped neighborhoods and he actually which is strange for a horror movie, he actually cares about um less fortunate people like he goes in a black neighborhood and he's like I'm going to sue on behalf of you guys cuz you need um you know better access to medical supplies and blah 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 blah. So they set this guy up as a really good character, which is often not the case in horror. Um, long story short, he gets recruited to go to a Indian reservation in the wilderness that is starting to get um, completely logged out, right? So there's a paper mill, and they're cutting down trees, and the Indians are trying to, like, stop them, and so on and so on. So once again, this good guy character goes over there. Oh, actually, too, his wife is Adrian from the Rocky series. So whenever you see her, you can't help but see Adrian. And they go here and the Indians, Native Americans are telling everybody like, yeah, there's a fucking legend where this beast lives in the water. Long story short, the paper mill they're polluting the land. Shocking. And it's not a Native American legend. It's literally toxic waste that makes animals get fucking big. Um, so the doctor and the Native Americans have to fight against this uh, giant creature. And there's some really good gore in it, really good kills. But also another thing that's surprising for this kind of movie is the, the paper mill guy that is um, messing the environment up. He's actually very sorry for it. And he's like, I had no idea. I didn't know the, and stuff like that. So that was another thing where like, Oh shit, there's actually another good character. He's not like trying to hide this. He actually didn't know. So that was weird. But uh, it's a solid three and a half. Um, if you ever seen the South park um, parody from Al Gore, uh, man bear pig, that is, is exactly what this creature is, almost to a T. So I'm like, I wonder if they they had to because they're fucking genre. They like genre. People train, what's it, Matt Stone, Trey Parter. Uh, so if you think Man Bear Pig from the South Park sketch, this is what the creature is in Prophecy. That's 1979's Prophecy. And for the Americans, that's over on Amazon. No, no, no. Uh,
1: yeah, Prime Video. Awesome. Um, my first one is a 2021 film that I watched over on Crave, which is a Canadian uh, streaming service, and that's Lamb. So this is a movie that uh, was on, I think, Joe's top 10 last year. So I'd written it down as something that I needed to check out, and it just wasn't available here for the longest time. Finally dropped on Crave, so I decided to check it out. Uh, it's an A24 film. This is a story of a couple. Uh, they, like, herd sheep and stuff like that in Iceland. And, uh, all of a sudden one of the sheep, uh, you know, has a sheep slash human baby out of nowhere. And they're kind of like confused as to what's going on, what to do with it. And really without much fuss, they decide to raise it as their child. Um, they don't have any children. So they raise that sheep baby as their child. And it kind of goes through the trials and tribulations of what raising this, uh, Sheep child is like eventually they have visitors and they're kind of like, um, you know, guy you guys need... fuck the goat, yeah, maybe <laughs> that's they don't have to answer it. <laughs> no, they, they don't really, you yeah. know, talk about it, where it came from. Um, well, they do a little bit, but I don't want to spoil it because that's kind of the end, but uh, yeah, you know, people come through and you know, of course, there's people are like, you got to kill that thing because it's you know, an affirmation of God and stuff like that. So, uh, it's an interesting film, very much a slow burn. I, I was expecting it more to be a horror film. There isn't a lot of horror in it. So if you're looking at it, it like wanting to see a horror film, I'd say maybe this is more on the drama side, there is a little bit of horror in it, particularly in uh, the last like few minutes when they, the big reveal comes together. And it's a kind of a surprising and shocking reveal, but I won't spoil it because that's the, then there'd be really no point to watch the whole movie. you do, Really get to uh, like that little sheep-like child. Uh, just I don't know. You, you like feel for it because you could tell it's a you know kind of fish out of water story, and people obviously don't understand that that uh, that thing should be alive, and it's it's kind of sad at times and funny at times. So I do recommend watching it once. Uh, it's not something I don't I want to watch again, but I'm not like sad that I did. So that's uh 2021's lamb over on Crave. Yeah,
0: this one I still need to watch, and he definitely fucked that sheet. I'm calling it. <laughs>
1: um,
0: my next one is a Stephen King adaptation currently available on Tubi and Prime, and that's Apt Pupil, uh, directed by Brian Singer, who is a huge piece of shit now, right? I think we learned that. Um, stars Ian McKellen, who's a great actor, obviously, and Brad Renfro, who acts. Um, unfortunately, uh, overdosed when he was young and died, but two great actors. But this one is about. Um, uh, Todd Bowden, who's this young kid, and he's, you know, very smart, but he's also very fucking weird, little sociopathic tendencies there, and he's very into World War II, and more specifically, the Holocaust, so he starts reading about all these books, Uh, he's obsessed with, like, um, the experimentation on, you know, the the victims of that, Um, and then, when he's looking through a Nazi book, he notices that one of the Nazis looks strangely familiar to his neighbor, uh, Kurt Tussander. So he's like, you know, puts the two and two together. He uh, does some little private eyeing and then he's like, yep, definitely him. So he ends up confronting him saying, hey, like, I know you're a fucking Nazi on the run. You're an SS officer. You were in charge of one of these uh, death camps. Like, and you're going to tell me everything about these death camps or um, like, that's what he, he, he doesn't want to fucking turn him in. He just wants to know about all these, all the Holocaust and shit. So obviously the nazi doesn't want a secret out so he goes along with it telling todd about all this stuff you know and how they perform experiments and todd just gets off on it uh he can't perform sexually because all he thinks about is death um and then eventually it just overtakes him and he turns into this little fucking small nazi psycho um and then both of those characters end up colliding at the end um, cool concept on paper. Is also a short story which I read and I didn't really like because I wanted more of the you're a Nazi, let me prove it to you. But he really gives in after about three minutes of tape on on film. And in the book, it's like a couple pages. Like, yeah, you got me. So I'm like, oh, it would have been a nice if they had a little bit more cat ma- cat and mouse. And then you can see where it's going. Like, you know, Todd is a little psycho in the making, and him just learning more about the Holocaust is going to make him snap, right? So in the book, he gets a a gun and ends up killing his teachers and killing a bunch of people. And this one, he ends up, um, I forget what he does. It was forgettable. And then uh, Dusander uh, kills himself in the hospital because he gets arrested by the Mossad agents from Israel because some random Jewish guy finds him out at the end. So it was strange. Like we have this cat and mouse between Todd and Kurt, the whole movie, and then Kurt goes to the hospital for something, and then a Jewish man that happened to be in the uh, in the death camps with him notices who he is, and that's the guy who turns him into the police. I'm like, really? We couldn't have gotten something different? Like, It's a little too convenient. Good acting, bland story, skip it, but since I read it, I decided to watch it over on TV. That's apt people.
1: Mm, yeah, it's a, an interesting one for sure. Um, my last one this week is the movie that we had picked for our movie club over on Discord and we reviewed it together and we had a really great time and that's 2018's Hellfest which I had on blu-ray so I don't know if it's actually streaming anywhere um so this one is basically a group of people go to one of those like kind of Halloween horror night type uh, events where you go to a, a theme park and there are haunted houses and people chasing you with chainsaws and stuff like that obviously all fake and uh, you just have like a good time drinking and spending time with your friends and taking in all the Halloween kind of, you know, horror that uh, the theme park has to offer. So in this one, you have this big group of friends, and that's exactly what they do. And they start going into the houses, and then they notice that one of the scare actors start kind of stalking them. And it's starting to creep them out a little bit. And in this particular theme park, they have different levels of areas. So there's one area in particular that's only for, like, hardcore halloween partiers and in that place the scare actors are actually allowed to touch you uh, so they decide to go there and of course the guy who's stalking them starts picking them off one by one by killing them in various ways that he can find out and there's some clever ways that they kind of get off his like he gets off their uh radar because at one point they think like they, they finally agree okay yeah this is not just a scare actor he's actually trying to kill us and they see him everywhere and they're starting to freak out that he's following them everywhere. But it turns out that a bunch of scare actors have the same mask in that area. So then they think, oh, okay, well, it's it was just a bunch of different people that happened to have the same mask. that he's not actually stalking us. So there are some clever ways that they kind of play around with, you know, uh, deniability, I guess, that they're actually being chased. It's actually a, a decent film. I really love this subgenre of film, like going to haunts and stuff like that, just like Haunt and Bloodfest and this one and a bunch of other ones. Uh, And there's a lot to love about it. I love that place that they go to. It's probably like my favorite of the fictional haunts that uh, I've seen in a movie like this. It's the type of place that I would absolutely love to go. And they do a good job of showing that there are a lot of people there. A lot of these other ones, there's like nobody there and it makes no sense. So it's cool to see that this one actually looks packed like a real one would actually be. Uh, they have some, even some like moving attractions where there's people scaring you and stuff like that, which I wish is something that they did at the ones I've been to. All the ones I've been to are just walkthroughs. And uh, yeah, it, it really had all of the ingredients for a really successful film. Uh, but there are two main issues. Number one, the characters, like the, the protagonists of the story, are fucking insufferable. Uh, other than the two main characters, which are decent, uh, the rest of the group of friends are absolute like trash, and I hated them so much that I was welcoming them getting killed. Uh, there's one character in particular that I really, really could not stand, and there's this whole sequence with Tony Todd of all people, where uh, they they like pick her out of a uh, out of a crowd to go under the guillotine on stage. Oh, and I'm like oh girl. yeah right she's the worst and they're like oh uh, you know, I'm thinking oh this is going to be awesome you know they're going to freaking kill her that way it's going to be fantastic and the, the guillotine drops and I'm like oh yes finally the character is gone but it was just a trick you know it wasn't actually real so she's backstage and then the guy actually like straps her down to the guillotine and then brings the guillotine down again I'm like yes this is awesome it doesn't cut her head off it just like nicks the back of her neck and then she escapes I'm like no you know just like oh my god it was such a terrible moment and then like he just she ends up just getting stabbed like super you know without any ceremony so
0: yeah
1: and that was kind of the problem with most of the victims other than the first victim which gets a really like crazy hammer kill the rest of the kills are really boring uh, and they had so many opportunities to do unique yeah. and cool kills and they kind of fucked it up so uh, You know, a great setup, great story, but unfortunately, the insufferable characters and a lack of cool kills kind of breaks it down for me. So that's uh, Hellfest.
0: I really liked the end of that movie, too, where he just goes home to his family and chills.
1: Yeah, yeah, it shows that, like, psychos are just really normal people that are psychos on their own time. And that's uh <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a cool twist. And I'd like to see another one, to be honest yeah. with you. Uh, it, if they can just have better characters and better kills, it, it it would be a, a classic for me. Like that's how much I liked the haunt po- portion of it. I thought it was really really cool. So it's, it is what it is.
0: Yep. Which would you like better, that one or Bloodfest?
1: I like this one better. Mm-hmm. Um. And and I you know Bloodfest had a lot of people that I already knew from video game stuff because it's uh, Rooster Teeth that did Bloodfest, and there's a lot of people from Rooster Teeth. Now I, I know I know. Don't you don't have to tell me Rooster Teeth is like not a good thing anymore. But back in the day, it was a cool thing. And um, it just, I don't know, it, it fell too low budget. You know, it's like they're trying to make a high budget film with a low budget crew. And it, it, you could tell. So I, I would say that um, Hellfest is actually better than Bloodfest, but not by much. I what agree. About you? I yeah. agree. And then Haunt would be the best out of the three. Uh, Haunt is great. Like, check out Haunt. <laughs> ha- if you're going to watch something like this, uh, Haunt or Hellhouse LLC. Or never, I've never,
0: I'm like the only person that doesn't like that movie. Really?
1: Oh, I love it. I love yeah. the, first, the first two. I really, the third not so much, but the first two I really love that series.
0: Which is the one where they they go to
1: haunted house tours and oh, that's a uh, house October built. Oh, I like that one. Eh, I was like so so on yeah. the, uh, the so so on the first one. I did not like the second. I heard the it, second one's terrible. Yeah, it was actually uh, my first punishment on this podcast <laughs> that's <laughs> that's to, uh, was to nice. watch that. <laughs> yeah, so
0: all right is freddie dead
1: speaking of punishment
0: <laughs> <I know. laughs> is freddie de- well this is supposed to be a fun discussion joe's out and so we lose his uh because he's a fred more the freddie guy of the group here too so i wonder if he really likes it or whatever we'll see i guess he comes back freddie's dead the final nightmare dot 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 question mark uh according to the tagline they saved the best for last which is uh bullshit just when you thought it was safe to sleep, Freddy Krueger returns in the sixth installment of the Nightmare on Elm Street films. As uh, psychologist Maggie Burroughs, tormented by recurring nightmares, meets his with the same horrific dreams, their quest for answers leads to a certain house on Elm Street where the nightmares become reality. <sighs> All right. So, uh, <laughs> where do we begin? This... I I, I struggled with this movie, man. And I, I know, I was shocked that on Discord, a lot of people were backing this up. So like, wow. Um, but hey, tweets are on. But yeah, this movie starts out with this dude on a plane, right? And we're thinking he's in a dream sequence. And then this whole movie is just like a mess because like, I don't know where it's going. Okay, so Freddie allegedly sends this kid back to Springwood, right? Because he's the last survivor. But he's not in Springwood though, because the doctor gets him and takes him back to Springwood. So where the fuck did he end up in the beginning? Did I did I miss something?
1: So the, the movie starts. So, I'm yeah. confused. So here here's how the movie starts for people who haven't seen it. I think most people have. But if you haven't seen it, this is how the movie starts. First, it has quotes. You know how movies start with quotes? <laughs> From Freddy Krueger. Absolutely random. Like, <laughs> welcome to primetime, bitch. Freddy Krueger. <laughs> like Wayne Scott. Like, Wayne yeah. Gersky, Michael Scott. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Makes, I, I don't know why the fuck they start with that. And then it goes to a graphic. It's the map of the United States. And it says, Spring Hood, Ohio, 10 years from now. Mysterious killings and suicides wipe out entire population of children and teenagers. Remaining adults are experiencing mass psychosis. There's new evidence of one surviving teenager, dot, dot, dot. And then the movie starts. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> well. That doesn't come into play at all in this fucking movie. So why did they start the movie like that? It made no sense at all. It was, uh, but, yeah, okay. You explained that
0: a lot better than I did, but I'm still confused. Did they start the movie in a dream, in the air, in
1: the airplane? It, it's either that or is the guy's in the multiverse, like, and he joins this new kind of reality, and it's super weird. So that's how I saw it because with that explanation that they give us. And the um the the fact that he's in like that plane and he's like it's not fair like I took care of this and then he wakes up in you know the middle of the road with like kind of newspaper clippings and things. to me this was like another universe where Freddy exists it, but but they, they don't really make that clear at any point so yeah but then they also
0: just set up that he's the last survivor of this town but he's not in that town. <laughs> he takes them back to the town where they're having a carnival where Roseanne and Tom Marnell show up that's Springwood because they're all fucking crazy because they don't have any kids anymore so this movie doesn't even like know what the hell it's even talking about <laughs> in the beginning of its own film so he ends up going to a he gets picked up by the cops right and they take him to like um kind of like a halfway house for troubled kids where this kid I guess he's supposed to be a kid right but he looks like he's fucking 25, but anyway, he meets up with kids, and there's this doctor, and they're trying to, you know, break his psychosis or whatever, um, it's just, like, there's so much stupid shit in this, like, they get in the van, right, and they're driving to Springwood, but the kids are already, like, they're sneaking in the back, and they they show up, and instead of uh, the doctor, who, essentially, these kids are under arrest, right, they're in like a, a form of jail. She gives them the keys to the van. And it's like, yeah, go ahead and drive back. What? These kids were trying to escape from your, your mental asylum, whatever it is. And they were hiding in the van thinking they would sneak out. But you're giving them the keys to the van to go back to the to the asylum where they don't want to be at. Uh, who, who's the carnival for? Like when do they get to the carnival, is it just for the adults?
1: It's just for Roseanne and Tom Arnold's pleasure, apparently.
0: Who Who is a huge continuity problem because she's right outside the phone booth that he gets in and then she's right in the glass and then they do a wide shot she's not there and then they cut to where the kids are at and she's there again i'm like we can't even get this one shot correct having her in the background at all times instead of whatever she's doing so the springland people they all want kids so like roseanne comes in there for no fucking reason just to try to kidnap him right uh, we didn't even mention freddie krueger being the wicked witch in the beginning oh <sighs> I didn't make us sw- well. It's so confusing for no reason.
1: Yeah, and that's just the beginning. That that's just like the first yeah. twenty minutes of the movie. And, and unfortunately,
0: I, I looked at it. I'm like, how many? How much longer do I have? The first time I did that, how much longer do I have? I've I had only watched it for twenty four freaking minutes. <laughs> I
1: was like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's 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 super confusing. It starts off on such a weird note. Like you said, you have Freddie as the wicked witch of the west. You yeah, know, is a bus driver and it just, it's so weird. It, it's so, so weird. And then he goes to that like halfway house type thing and he has a dream, you know, with Freddie, of course. And then he bumps into a security guard, like in real life. And the security guard flies out the window, but the window is only like, I don't know, like three feet off Dude. the ground. And he just gets up. He's like, asshole. Like, that's it. There, there's no consequence for him basically pushing a police officer out the window that breaks and everything that all he says is asshole and that's it And the scene we we cut to the next day where he's talking to the psychologist (laughs) about like dreams and stuff
0: i i'm glad you said that because i I wrote a whole paragraph about this it's a continuity problem again all right because when he's sleepwalking the security guard so not us not the not the viewers the security guard in the movie looks at him and he's walking up invisible invisible stairs so in this movie he should be on an invisible second story so how do the fucking cop get to him because he he should be floating in the air. However, when they get back to the real world or he wakes up from the dream, he's on the single story now. So he walked up invisible stairs, he's floating. The cop goes up the invisible stairs too and then they end up on the first floor. It's like another giant mistake that could easily be rectified if they just don't show, like show some of this stuff. It's like it's insane to me.
1: Yeah, it just it just keeps going and the CGI on that was Atrocious, <laughs> just FYI.
0: And I love uh, the line where she's like, "Where are you from?" And he's like, "I don't know." At the top of his lungs, right? It was so fucking hilarious his uh his delivery of that line. And he rolls down the hill forever when he's fallen. It's like a three minute hill, and I'm like did <laughs> right? are fucker fall. Like, why is he dead? Oh my god!
1: Th- there are so many issues in this movie that it's hard to like you know come to grips with just how many fucking <laughs> issues there are. Uh, all of a sudden, like right after the the fair, the weird fair that made absolutely no sense, they go to a school and mm. there's this like crazy teacher there who's talking absolute gibberish, but also expo <laughs> dump. He's basically just there to tell the characters that Freddy had a daughter. And who it, fucked so, Freddy? It's so out of the way. Like it makes no friggin' sense why this teacher is in this school just giving exposition. It, it's just like. They didn't know how to fit in that he had a daughter, so they just wrote this super random scene to explain it to the audience, essentially, and to the other people who get it right away. They like it's, it's even though he's talking absolute gibberish, they look at him like, "Oh my god, Freddy Krueger has a daughter." <laughs> okay, sure. I guess that's where we're going now. And oh, that bring that brings up a whole other thing about this movie.
0: What the semen demons?
1: No, well, yeah. <laughs> the sperm demon, the, the whole Freddy backstory is oh god problematic. He, why why are we
0: changing his backstory all of a sudden?
1: Like, well, that, that kind of lends credence to being a multiverse, right? Because, yeah. uh, like the Freddy from the previous five films, there's no fucking way he just lived some kind of normal, like, suburban, mm. middle class American life for all that time, and uh. The way he gets burned, you know, it just didn't mesh with what happened before. What he did to little girls, the fact that he had a daughter, is absolutely fucking horrifying. So, there's... It does not compute with anything that we've seen before this, which is so weird. It's just so out of place.
0: Yeah, I I get there trying to make something new. But it was just like a mix of scenes, you know? Like... And the, the absolute worst part of this movie, I think, is Freddy Krueger himself, because he's such a slapstick little bitch in this. Like, I'll hand it to him, the scene where the guy that needs the hearing aids, that Car- whole Carlos. torturous, yeah, that whole torturous scene was actually really cool. Yeah, like the way they played with sound or lack thereof, but then you have Carlos, like you know, sneaking around and, like, being hurt and stuff, but then you have stupid fuck Freddy in the background hopping around on one leg and shit, playing for the camera. It was like, they told him, like, hey, do whatever the fuck you want, man. I don't give a shit. Like, (laughs) we're paying you money. You can hop around. You can do whatever. He was just, this is the worst he's been, period. And I I would challenge that to the fucking remake because at least the remake, they tried to be scary with him. In this one, he's just a little, like, he, over the top, He just starts terrible and ends terrible and there's nothing in between. And then we have the stupid dream demons that he's like a slave to or something flying around and they look like giant sperms,
1: man. Yeah. That Carlos sequence is the closest to classic Freddy that we get in this movie um, at times, you know, the, the way that his ears kind of become like, calcified in a way with like skin and everything and the fact that teddy's like not teddy Mike, uh freddie is actually like torturing him with sound and everything i thought that was really cool and really brilliant and you know he puts stuff in his ears and that was freddie right that's the freddie that we came to know and even when he brings out the chalkboard the first time i thought oh that's really that's something freddie would do but then he he starts making it big and he starts dancing around with it and it's just like oh no this is yeah. like the stupid Freddy. Freddy. Yeah, he slapstick Freddy again, and that yeah. kind of ruins that sequence. You know. Yeah.
0: Shout out to Teddy Krueger, though. <laughs> yeah. um,
1: his his son in the the <laughs> next movie.
0: If they would have done seven, it would have been totally Teddy Krueger.
1: Right. Um,
0: <laughs> but even like the van sequence is so poorly shot. It's so sloppy, like where they're in the time loop or whatever, and they keep driving around town. That's you know clearly a Universal back lot and they keep like going to like the same issue, but it's so like, it's so amateurishly. It was, it's like something I would do in the backyard, you know? Like, awful. And then the stupid map gag, which I get, oh, let's be goofy, but then it keeps, it's just like a, it's like a, I don't know, I don't know what their direction was. Like, they're like, let's not make this, let's try not to make this as, any realm of possibility of being scary at all let's just make it stupid as fuck in the opens of the map says you're fucked is that goofy sure but is it scary is freddy krueger absolutely not so a lot of the stuff like did not mesh at all and there was zero absolutely zero like boiler room creepy shit there's no hot pipes you know i'm sure there was i probably missed it but like there was none of that like grossness of this it was just stupid fuck freddy man
1: yeah and that brings us to the whole video game sequence where he's controlling one of the characters with uh <laughs> so with, a jo- with a joystick, and like there are some parts that made me laugh because you know it, it reminds me of like NES commercials, like the yeah playing with power with the power glove and stuff like that. but overall, it's such a goofy. like people are jumping up and down, and he's making them like do all these weird things. the another big complaint about this movie, the music and sound effects are so bad. It's like when I was in film school, my teacher would fucking slap me if I used any of those sound effects because they sound so ridiculous and so stupid. It was like watching a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Like, Boink? oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> Boink, boing, 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 yeah, boing, boing. Oh, yeah, as yeah, he's yeah. like, yeah, oh, my God. And the music was so out of place. And it just they kept using the same like free, you know. You know when you go on YouTube and you have like that free licensed music that you can use, they keep using like the same song over and over because like they didn't have the rights to actually play real music. Oh my god, this this movie, I just, I just couldn't. And then they'd go into really weird, gross stuff. Like there's a scene where Freddie pretends to be one of the female characters' dad and wants to like rape her, or like they assume you know pedophilia and incest, I guess and for Dude, what I don't, I don't remember that no. sequence, yeah. She she played like he it's like this guy in you know, a wife beater, he's like kind of big and balding, and he's all like, oh, yes, and yes, stuff yes. Like that. yes the blonde chick that, it, right? Yeah, it just didn't fit in this movie. Oh, like you're going super goofy in one scene where he's playing with a friggin' power glove and controlling a character <laughs> with cartoony fucking sound effects, and the next scene he's torturing someone with like you know, torturing like incessant pedophilia. It's like, oh, yeah. what, what. What the fuck? That's what happened. It's so weird. Yeah. How the fuck did Johnny Depp get in this movie? Like, what was all he the thinking? movies to come back. Yeah. He, he picks this one to make his fucking appearance.
0: At least come oh, back man. to New Nightmare, like play meta with it. But yeah, this right. one. I guess they gave him money. I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Although one thing that I did like, and it's a very small thing, uh, I like that Alice Cooper plays uh freddy's stepdad uh it's cool to see kind oh, of shoot, I even noticed that. yeah because he, he doesn't have his like alice cooper kind of makeup on huh? it's just him without the makeup and i thought that was a nice touch but you know they show that he was being abused as a kid i mean we, we've seen that in the other movies i mean we, we know who his dad is it's robert england as one of the you know maniacs that his mom, like 100 maniacs
0: or something like that
1: right exactly yeah. so I don't know, like, we know he has a tough life, but are they trying to get sympathy for Freddy? Fuck Freddy, dude. It's not working at all. No. But then to your point, he's trying
0: to play up the incestuous relationship Then the next scene, you know? It's like, what are you going for? It comes back to the Don't Breathe sequel, where we're supposed to like the rapist. Like, no, we don't like this guy. Stop trying to force him on us.
1: Yeah, and that's, Um, that's the thing, right? Because you're watching this movie for Freddy. I mean, let's face it, you're not watching A Nightmare on Elm Street to see, you know, the new protagonist in the movie. You're watching it for Freddy, and then they do all this gross stuff, and it's like, yeah, this is who you're rooting for. You know, this is, this is who you paid to come see. And it's, ugh, it's so off-putting and weird. And then he, like, beats his wife down, and then he, you know, mentally tortures his daughter. It's just... Which was a, such a weird direction to bring Freddy in, to have that suburban life and the daughter. And then he gets burned in the house... Yeah. In and he, he looks like he's enjoying it, you know. In, <laughs> in the other ones you see him burning and he's really yeah. like in pain, yeah. and that's what brings all the scars. Now, in this one, he's laughing with the three semen demons. <laughs> it's just, oh my god, this movie is bad all around. Yeah.
0: The, the only thing that would make the suburban thing good, and we talked about in the remake, is if they actually made Freddie innocent. Which obviously we're past that. This is part six, and he has his, his canon, but make him innocent and show him with his daughter and that there's a good movie there. He's an innocent man. He's burned to death. He's, you know, does revenge on the townspeople, whatever. And now he's looking for his daughter. Cool. I'm in. Nope. He's a piece of shit in real life. He's a piece of shit to his real family. He's a fucking rapist. He's a, whatever, you know what I mean? No, it, it just doesn't work. And they're trying to throw in all these new kind of subplots. And then if the entire child population of a town has been murdered in their sleep, we're cool with that. There's no... There's nothing... It's touched upon. Yeah, all the kids are dead, but the adults are crazy. Like, we're not gonna do anything about that. We're just gonna let it happen? Like, I
1: don't know. Yeah, there, there are very few redeeming factors in this movie. It's nothing. Um, it's, it's really, really bad. You know, and to, to think that this was the last one, well, I, you know, that they thought anyway, or that's what they insinuated by uh, The Final Nightmare... Like, this is what you came up with for the last one? Uh, I don't know if you read the trivia for this one on IMDb, but something that really caught my eye is originally this one was going to be written by Peter Jackson. And oh, shoot. The way that that story apparently unfolded is that Freddy was getting decrepit and weak in his dream world and losing a lot of power. And it so much so that it was becoming like almost a joke where uh, like druggy teens would induce sleep so they could go pick on Freddy in the dream sequence. In, in like, I love that. In the, in the dream world. But eventually he does regain his strength and then goes and kills all of the people who have been picking on him for the last... Uh, you know, that's the least interesting. <laughs> and a unique funny. idea. Yeah. And they threw that fucking script out and picked this shit instead. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, let's
0: make it as least Freddy as possible. Let's go with that script. It's like the fucking new Halloween. Let's not have Michael in it. <laughs> Let's make Freddy a dumb bitch in this one. Right. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, one of the few highlights in the movie for me is that uh they picked, was it, Yafet Koto as uh kind of the main psychologist or psychiatrist? Oh, guy. From Alien? Yeah, From Alien. Yeah, he's excellent in this. Like he's not he does not fit. He, does, he doesn't fit so this movie. Good. He he it's like <laughs> they imported him from another like serious <laughs> nightmare on Elm Street movie and just put him into yeah. this movie because he plays it super serious. Like he's actually yeah. Trying to kill Freddy and trying to get rid of Freddy, yeah?
0: Yeah, he's a shining light in this for sure.
1: And could we talk about that final battle between Freddy and his daughter? So you have this final confrontation of the Nightmare on Elm Street series, at least what we thought at the time, right? And in a way, it kind of is because New Nightmare is a whole different thing. And then we had Freddy versus Jason, which is a whole different thing. And then the remake. So this is kind of really the last one of the original you know, series. And the final battle between Freddy and his daughter are the two of them basically rolling around on the floor for like five minutes, and then it just ends. He basically gets stabbed, and it's over, just with his own glove.
0: It's garbage. Awful,
1: absolutely awful. It's garbage.
0: Mm. It's Ugh. yeah, nothing to add. It sucks. It's terrible. Um,
1: I hate it more now that I'm discussing <laughs> it than when I lay. Yeah, actually yeah watch it.
0: I, this is probably like my fourth watch and each time i start off like all right i'm gonna watch this fucking movie 100 percent attention and then i'm like nope and then i start and then all this end stuff i'm like hazy on that you're describing I'm like eh, yeah i think i remember because i it's just like you lose interest so quickly in this movie because um, there's nothing in it and like anything any little cool thing they start doing they revert right back to some stupid like it's like they're going for one-liners and they're building the script around his one-liners you know and how he can deliver them and man his performance is awful in this all around
1: yeah it's embarrassing (laughs) honestly it's 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 like and you're right i go through the same thing every time as well you know I, i don't watch it for like five years and i keep thinking maybe i was just tough on it last time maybe i wasn't in the mood so I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna give it, you know, the old college try and <laughs> really try to enjoy it this time. And every time I'm like, "Fuck, awful!" Yeah, awful. I'm gonna do it again in five years because I'm an idiot, and that's how yeah. that's how it is. Either because I'm watch I'm doing a series watch through, or you know, I just pluck this one out of somewhere and watch it. I don't know. It's just terrible. Yeah.
0: No, this is uh, down there with the worst sequel mm-hmm. in all the big dogs' movie for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: I agree. Um, Uh, Did did you ever watch it in 3D? No. My DVD set has the 3D glasses and uh, (laughs) the the 3D thing. It's very little. It's only Uh, like a, I don't know, like seven minute part at the end when she puts on the 3D glasses. And then when she takes them off, uh, it's when the 3D part ends. And they do a few things. Like you see Freddy's face like coming to the screen and it's like hands and stuff like that. But nothing. It's such a stupid (laughs) gimmick that. Yeah. We can go with. I didn't do it. I didn't watch it this time. I watched it on my Blu-ray, but uh yeah, it's horrible. Yeah,
0: it's on Tubi for anyone that wants to watch oh, it, for it free.
1: Mm. Yeah, I didn't even get out
0: the Blu-ray. I just put on Tubi and mm. watched it when I was sick. Um, yeah, I rather <laughs> I. It sucks. It's terrible. Um, I rated a half star on Letterbox so that comes out to a two out of 10 something like that it's it's pretty bad
1: yeah i gave it a three out of 10 um because it is still freddy and i like freddy so just seeing freddy even though it's bad was like okay yeah that already puts it above some movies but a three out of 10 for a fucking nightmare on elm street film you really have to tank it you know it's just wow
0: because even like part five which is the one of the weak ones or two which i like but i know people don't like those are still solid sixes you know but this one's just fucking terrible man like i i i think we mentioned this on discord would you put this above
1: halloween ends uh no no i think halloween ends at least did some things that you know were interesting it's uh, better made movie. film it's a better made film yeah for yeah. sure and actually i i was just thinking is this the worst of the main, like you know, the main slashers entries. Jason, Freddy, Michael. Yeah, like, like my my least favorite Jason's probably, uh, goes to Hell.
0: It's better. Uh, to, oh, if she goes to Hell is better than this.
1: Yeah, exactly. And my, my favorite, my I think I liked I, I, as much. As I hate to admit this, Resurrections <laughs> might even be fucking better than this, but not by much. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, it's got Katie Sackoff in it,
1: right? but not by much, you know, at least because yeah. Resurrections at least somewhat took it seriously. <laughs> you know, it sucked, but they somewhat took it seriously. This just... The
0: opening for Resurrections isn't bad. Right. It sucks seeing Lori get killed after right. so quickly. ending, but it's still like a solid entry.
1: But yeah, this one. I think this might be the worst of yeah. the main slashers. You know, uh, yeah, like I'm trying great. to think like, uh, I don't think there's a TCM that I hated more than this. Uh, there isn't a Scream that I hated more than this. Yeah,
0: TCM, I think the worst one would be Next Generation, which is hilarious. Right. So I think it's better than this one. Um, I haven't seen any of the Leprechauns in a long time, but I don't think he's okay, like one yeah. of the staples.
1: No, if, if we're going to add Leprechaun, you know, if Leprechaun <laughs> enters the chat, then maybe Back to the Hood 2 <laughs> gets uh, gets the nod, because that one is just... I've never seen any of the all the Hellraisers either. No, I was just that. going... Yeah. it's a
0: big three right it's michael jason and freddy right so yeah this is easily the worst
1: yeah i, I would think it's travesty. Well. but again like so i something we do in our discord is we have uh one of our channels called horror games where we just put a screenshot of a movie we're watching and try to make people guess it and people got it pretty quick that it was uh-huh. a dead and a lot of the people that were ch- then people started chatting about Freddy's dead and a lot of people like it and i just don't understand why like, please mm. let us know. Like send us a message on Discord or on social media. What do you like about this movie? i am genuinely curious because I mean, it's great. I mean, I'm happy that you do, but yeah. I don't get it at all. And I'm curious power. What, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm is... curious what Joe thinks. I don't think he likes it either, but I have a feeling he likes it more than us. Probably he likes Freddy know. more. It's almost impossible not to. <laughs> can't yeah. like it less than us almost right? So <laughs>
0: Did you give this a half star in Letterboxd or a one?
1: I'm going to give it a one. one. Uh, ha- I really reserve half stars for a movie I hate. Like hate, like yeah. Death
0: or Dash like Cam. Like Dash Cam.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's it's borderline, though. It, it could have been a half star, but I'm going to give it a one star. Wow. Well, yeah. I, uh, I feel bad. like watching Freddy vs. Jason now, though. Yeah, I actually just watched it uh, two weeks ago. Does it hold up? I love it. I fucking yeah. love it. I really love Freddy vs. Jason. It's yeah. so good. Like it's so much fun. Just they 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 don't take it too seriously, but they take it seriously enough where there are good kills and they're clever lines. Yeah, I, I fucking love Freddy vs. Jason. It's yeah. yeah. New Nightmare is the one that I've I don't that with. Yeah, me neither. So that's you know, between this and New Nightmare, I don't know which one I hate more. I'd have to rewatch New Nightmare.
0: New Nightmare, I think, is better better film than this for sure.
1: Yeah, well, we'll have to review it at some point. You know, we keep yeah. do, we're, we keep doing the bad <laughs> nightmare on Elm street so at some point we'll have to do the first and second. Um
0: uh, yeah, we did we, 3 we, only, we, right? And 4. Did
1: we 2 4? Yeah, we did 3 and 4 at the same episode because they huh. both had um oh, my God. oh the dream warriors? Yeah, that's right. 4 is good, man. I love 4. That, yeah, 4 is good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not as good as 3. I like 3 a lot more, but uh yeah, so some, I'm sure we'll get them all at some point, you know, we'll do five and you nightmare. We've yeah. done the remake. so yeah. All
0: right. Well, that's all we have, I think.
1: Yeah. So uh, next week we're going to p- more than likely do Pearl. Uh so that's the prequel to X, which we're all really looking forward to. And uh, yeah, check it out. Check us out on all our social medias. It's all at the horror squad podcast or horror squad pod or something to that effect uh check out our merch you know we don't plug it too much but on tee public you can just go and buy t-shirts and mugs and pillows and all kinds of stuff so you could just ask us for a link or you could kind of search for it but i know it's tricky with tee public because they have like other horror stuff that comes up sometimes if you put our name so ask us for a link if you can't find it and of course discord that's where a lot of our listeners hang out it's a great time in there and we have a movie club at the end of the month we are currently voting for a uh, Christmas film or holiday film. Uh, right now, it looks like Santa's sleigh is going mm-hmm. to be the winner, but uh, there is an argument for, I think, better watch out. So one of the two is probably going to end up being the pick for this year, for this month. And it's going to be a great time. We review the film all together and then we just hang out and have fun and talk horror and different stuff. So discord is absolutely free. And just ask us for a link for that and we'll be happy to give it to you. Yep. So Thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Have a good one. See ya. Bye.